0: I don't know, maybe Brian might do something. Like,
1: (laughs) like, she's just pieces of glass. Like, no one thinks that's strange. (laughs) They
0: just stepped over them, kept moving. (laughs)
1: Like, like, she's just like, what? Welcome How back to another
0: relaunch. I am LZ. I am Keenan. How are you doing today, Keenan?
1: I'm doing well. It's a good yeah. day. It's a hot day. I don't know why it's hot. It's <laughs> 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 you know global warming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that that's happening. But other than that, yeah, um, it's been a week it has been a week
0: <laughs> it has definitely been a week i um moved into my own place now you know i'm uh, s- starting finally unpacking and doing all that kind of stuff so i've been trying to get it together
1: i hate moving I never it's, do it, it sucks
0: <laughs> it is not it is not great it is not great at all but uh let's mm-hmm. get into these comics of the week uh-huh. all right He's so done. uh first on the list is we only find them when they're dead. Now, I did not read this, so talk to me.
1: This is a good book. Um, it's a so it's kind of a weird book, I will say. Um, so basically, in this book, there is this ship crew. They're an autopsy ship. They will go to various planets to collect like dead bodies and things like that. And so they're currently on the hunt to find a new planet because the last one they were on is desolate and they can't stay there. <clears throat> okay this issue someone is after them trying to kill them and it's a little slow <laughs> oh okay but um, this is al-, al ewing is writing this, this writing. is al ewing so this is so this is kind of like the al ewing i don't really love it, uh, it, it when he does his cosmic space stuff he gets very just repetitive with a lot of the things. And I get it for this book, they're in this ship, they're looking for this new planet. It's supposed to give this whole feel of these six people, end of the universe, everything's horrible, we're stuck in this cockpit, but here you are by issue three and it's not looking like it's stopping anytime. You just have like these six characters on this ship oh, and okay. they're not really interacting with anything outside of space. And it's just kind of like, all right. So it's just the six of them just kicking it on the ship? Yeah, like just kind of like complaining about how they're on this ship. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, but basically in this book, something happens. This person who was coming to kill them, like it's this very just slow, methodical chase. They have to drop warp speed and risk death to actually try and trap her. And they come across this giant floating god in the middle of space. We don't really know why the God's there. We don't really know where the God came from. Apparently they thought it was dead. It's not, it kills the person. And then they just like, keep on flying. And you're just kind of like, all right. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Killing gods. all right, cool. It was just like, all right. So that happened and you don't really know why, but they like, again, just kind of fly off into space. And they're just again, complaining about how, oh no, everything's horrible out here. And it's just. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Is the cast, <laughs> is the cast of the crew like really diverse or like do they got they powers, are. So are they regular people? They
1: don't have powers, they are just regular people in space. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna stick with it until the first arc finishes and see where it Okay. Goes. Okay. Um, again, it's just, it's it's a slow, Al Ewing does a slow burn on a lot of his books. And. Mm his slow burns in the cosmic world, it's already like nothing there. There's only but so many people they can interact with or that they do. And you don't really get too much from the other people because they don't really know who they are. It's like, again, even the person who was coming to kill them, it's just kind of like, who's this person that's coming to kill us? We don't know why.
0: Okay, is the mystery exciting about what's coming or, or not really?
1: Well, no, because you just don't really know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're just kind of like, all right, what's going on? So it's just it's there. It's well, pretty look at the art it. is beautiful. Okay. Again, I'm 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 finished out to the first arc. You know. I do that with every new book that I try. I give it at least that first arc to see kind of if it grabs me, if it keeps me in and if there's enough that makes me want to continue reading the story Mm -hmm. so we'll see i was interested by this random god that's just sitting in the middle of space you know i love space so (laughs) 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 that sounds great
0: for me i you have to keep reading and let me know if it's if i should dive in because i like Mm -hmm. out and i like space but i know sometimes you can get a little yeah Uh, So, next up is Taskmaster number one. And again, I will admit I didn't read this one, even though I'm a big Taskmaster fan. This
1: was really, really good. This was really good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. um, Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, the writer of this is Jed McKay, and he also writes Black Cat. Oh, okay. I do like Black Cat. Yeah. Again, this is like the Black Cat run that I just recently got into because I heard so many people talking about it. And it was just like fantastic. It solidified that Felicia is like one of my favorite. Of the general marvel you girls
0: of course um, you were like her of course, of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> she's very um, you and so i i like taskmaster already i think he's yeah. a kind fun, of great character and i was already interested in picking this up because i heard jed mckay was on it and it blew away my expectations like i was i loved it uh it had a great mix of comedy and action there was really good art by Alessandro Vitti. Uh, colors were by Guru. Guru's a fantastic colorist. There's a lot of really nice character work laid out for Taskmaster, kind of figuring out who he is, where he's at right now, what he's doing. Um, and then Nick Fury, Nick Fury Jr. actually shows up in the book too. Oh, Jr. is isn't it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically what happens in the book is somebody very high profile in S.H.I.E.L.D. gets murdered and it looks like Taskmaster does it. And so someone comes to kill Taskmaster for, apparently, killing. I'm going to say it. Maria Hill's dead. Oh, and shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, so basically someone has killed Maria Hill, and it looks like Taskmaster has been the one who's committed the murder. And so now someone's coming to kill Taskmaster for it. Nick Fury Jr. already knows that it wasn't him, so he's trying to help him. Figure out who did it. The big spoiler of it is the person that's chasing Taskmaster is Black Widow. Oh snap! Okay, yeah. So it's like really good. Um, it's like funny. You know, Taskmaster is kind of a like smart ass yeah, character, funny. so like he's him. funny in it. It's not over the top. Again, he has some really great action scenes in it. Nick Fury Jr. I'm a really big fan of him. He had um, a series by James Robinson. Mm. came out a couple of years ago and i really enjoyed that now did they give
0: uh taskmaster in this like any sort of new take on his powers or a new
1: costume a new design or anything like that um no not yet at least not in this first issue i don't know if it's coming i feel like the covers kind of have him in a new look okay okay i have to i have to go back and double check um i know i love a redesign so yeah it's it's basically the same thing he talks about like some of the powers that he has he's like No, you know i like I've watched Daredevil fight or I've watched whoever fight and this and that. I can like kick your ass. And Nick Fury Jr. is like, all right, well, not this person who's chasing you. It doesn't matter. And even when Taskmaster realizes, it's like, oh, it's Black Widow, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to die. You need to help me. So it's a really good book. I, I Honestly, it might have been my book of the week. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Over the
1: x really. looks- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow.
0: Okay. That's a high recommendation. Then I, I, I meant to get this because I, I do like Taskmaster and I do like him as a villain. I think he's really dope. So uh, yeah, I think he's it's a, cool that he finally got his own solo.
1: He's great. He's great. It's a great book. Definitely pick it up.
0: Yeah. Okay. And speaking of the X books, mm. uh, the next book on the list is Mothra's Fifteen. Now, the that is. Um, Part 14 of X of Swords, but I guess we can kind of talk about all of them together. And that is Marauders 15, Excalibur number 14, and Wolverine number seven, because they kind of all flowed together. Yeah. You know, the whole the X of fights. Swords event. This the swords was the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Some did, not all of them. <laughs> or at least, or at least that's what we thought. Um, so this kicks off with marauders and we're back at the dinner now Mm -hmm. last week we found out that wolverine kind of killed saturnine Mm -hmm. and you know i thought that was kind of out of character for him to just kind of get up and kill her like that but Mm -hmm. of course we see in this that it didn't fucking matter (laughs) (laughs) because she is writing the rules she is the one who rules all this so she gave wolverine like this glimpse of the future that would have happened had he actually did kill her and then you know uh it just like it it went very bad for everybody yeah um so she pretty much told you right then and there that she is extremely powerful you can't really beat her and she's the one no pun intended controlling the cards
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah so so then they're like
0: they're like they're at this dinner party again and uh they so i will
1: say at the dinner party there was like some interaction between apocalypse and genesis that i really did like
0: oh i liked it too it was funny yeah
1: (laughs) i thought that was really good i feel like so for me i'm just i'll just say these issues have probably been my least favorite of the entire event so far um okay not to say is it
0: it because betsy (laughs)
1: No, it's not even because of that, honestly, like truly Uh, there was the so first of all, the kind of shift in tone was a little bit jarring to me for the entirety of the this event. It's been like very serious like End of the world type stuff like here we go. We're about to finally get into it like big battles and then it's takes on a little bit more of a comedy fantasy tone in these next few issues which I understand why it works it's kind of a reminder that this is just saturnine playing with everybody it makes it a little bit more dangerous you don't really know what her plans are she's saying it's one thing and it's really not you know even in some of these fights you know here's magic and pog they're coming at each other they're ready to go for it and it's like no you're going to arm wrestle which is also weird to me because it's like i feel like her arm should have been crushed she didn't have on any armor or anything like that that arm's not strong And,
0: Um, like, and Hogg used, like, some (laughs) random, like, armor arm thing. And not even, like, his little alligator arms. I just knew, I just knew Magic was finna just come away from that fight with a new burka after she, like, sliced him all up. But,
1: no. And so, you know, and as for me, I was like, and so I will say that I think Wolverine got the fights that I was, like, hoping for and hoping that everybody was going to kind of have. He had just, he had a great showing in these three issues. His art, kassara's art, in X Force. Major, it was so dope. Out of this world. He is like the future right now. Yeah, and really you know could. what happens whenever the X books get an artist who's like really, really good and showed promise. Here comes the Avengers books trying to take him away. So we gotta watch. Scoop that. him up,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <All right? laughs> yep. We Make us watch <laughs> that. They love to do that. They love to do it. So um, that was just amazing the way he did Wolverine and Summoner's battle and Black Spoke. and again guru's colors on that just really enhanced that story so that was fantastic even his fight with war on behalf of solemn was really well done and (laughs) there was the battle with uh iska and betsy
0: yeah so marauders ends with their cards being drawn (laughs) and the fight they're they're being like you know the first actual match of the of a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they waste no time at all. Uh Saturnine just says, "All right, y'all, get into this ring and let's start fighting." And I won't lie, Betsy in the beginning was trying to give Iska the business. She was, you know, giving her a little bit of something. But <laughs> like all great glass <laughs> that's dropped yeah. she shattered.
1: <laughs> and, you know <laughs> you know. so honestly I'm, I'm not even upset about the whole shattering thing that is obviously something else going on whether I think it's a little bit of a mix of Saturnine and Jamie kind of doing something to make Betsy lose but also take her off the field and that's why they made like such a big deal in that data page in Excalibur about how Jamie specifically bet against Betsy and he won all that money Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted like my, again, and I see, I get what it's supposed to be. It's that like, this is Saturnine's game. She is playing with everybody. The people who she hates are truly getting the worst of everything that's happening, Betsy, Wolverine, Apocalypse. Like they are getting tortured beyond belief.
0: Yeah, she definitely
1: set Betsy up for, to be shattered in this. This was definitely a part of her game. And so for me, it was just frustrating. Because it was like, again, like, I want to see that fight. And then there's been so much build up to it, especially just for these two women in particular. Iska has been just boasted as the unbeaten, you know? She is amazing, seeing everything that she can do, everything that she can get. And then you get that scene, she's kind of had this like big build up in Excalibur. And then even the most recent issue, of Excalibur for this event had her claiming the starlight sword and kind of reaffirming herself again. And so it was like, okay, you're finally about to get this. And it's like, yeah. And then what we do get is basically them jumping onto each other twice. And then this sword just shatters and she breaks and it's like, (laughs) okay. It's like, okay. And then, and then you start thinking about it and you're like, why is everyone just okay with that? Does Iska think this is how her powers work? Like, is this how they normally work? Do people normally break into a hundred glass pieces?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like Iska, it's like, shattering her like that, I felt like she just kind of walked away and was like, oh, yeah. well, I won. <laughs> it was like,
1: nobody else thinks this is a little bit odd. Um, and, you know, even obviously Brian's upset. Betsy makes, a, I mean, not Betsy, Storm makes a small comment about, like, how they haven't, Gotten the chance to mourn Betsy yet? And because they get dragged off to the wedding of Doug and B, which yeah, is Saturday,
0: Saturday night was like, All right, dust this up. We all <laughs> up to the next it's one. Because she doesn't <laughs> like her. She, you know, yeah.
1: again, like this is the people who she does not like are getting the worst of it. And so, you know, we go into this wedding and it's just like, All right, now we're in this weird wedding. And then it's also like, Hey, no one's feeling kind of weird that we're just letting Doug get married to this Iraqi warrior yeah just,
0: he's just like kind of it's just all of a sudden right after the fight Saturnine is like all right on to the next thing okay cypher and b their cars have been drawn and they're separated and magic of course is trying to be there for cypher the best way she can and <laughs> he doesn't realize that he's being led to a wedding <laughs> with with b and I first of all I'm corny so I love their vows that they, <laughs> they said to each cute. other okay. <laughs> their vows are really the vows their vows are re- really special they were really cute um but everyone being okay with their with what's going on around them I just felt like was mm-hmm. the characters kind of accepting their situation it was like yeah. well, what other choice do we have it's like mm-hmm. like we can't we can't raise any hell over this because saturnine can just put us back in our place
1: and so again and and that's why i understand while i was originally frustrated by the kind of randomness of the tournament and the actual quote-unquote battles that they were taking part in i understand why it's happening that way this makes it a little bit more dangerous because you truly don't know what's going to happen and i think even in a uh, preview page for x-force it showed brian and red root were going to race but it showed that like the iraqi warriors were already like 17 points ahead yeah to the x-men's like four or something like that so it's just like it don't matter (laughs) (laughs) what's what's really going on here um my only fear is that we've only got six issues left i don't want to feel like we're just kind of racing to the finish line for this event because i again i still think this event is very strong it's much better than the things that we've gotten the last what Decade or so from Marvel, most definitely, and the X especially for X Men. Um, Yeah, yeah. Is it one of the best X events so far? No, yeah, we don't know. You know, I'm ready to give it the chance to land and see how. For sure. For me, as long as they stick to landing, I'm I'm gonna be great. Exactly.
0: I feel like the event has been a lot of fun so far. As as great as it would have been to see all of the matches that we all kind of thought were going to be mm-hmm. taking place. I kind of liked the Saturnine <laughs> bullshit that she kind of did to kind of like change the story up, you know, for so from a story perspective, it was cool because it wasn't expected. It's not what I could guess. Um yeah. but you know I hope that it isn't just all w- magicked away at the end <laughs> because we're that would be die. kind of annoying. So I just, just really hope they kind of die. Die. Yeah, you already know how I feel about magic, so she can go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I love magic. I think magic. I think magic is great. I just don't like Saturday night. But you know, that's honestly a personal beef. Okay, she's, she's got beef with someone on my team. So I do think she was responsible for <laughs> shattering your girl into pieces. So it, is, it was a beautiful page, though.
0: Beautiful. Oh yes, drawn by Phil, Phil Noto's Nodo. art. Yeah, it's um, great. How did you feel about him on interiors this time? you know, we kind of talked before that he makes great covers, but you weren't sure about how you liked his interior work.
1: Yeah, I still kind of feel the same. Okay.
0: I I, I liked, I liked one of the moments that needed fluidity, because I think his art can really be kind of fluid at times, like the way that it kind of turns, but when it's a static moment, and it's just like a, these people. White are, wall. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the backgrounds kind of show there. So he keeps I, a lot of
1: open space in his stuff. Um, that, that was a, also in Excalibur, it, I guess, you know, Jubilee obviously showed up again, but. <laughs> annoying. You, oh, <laughs> Child Jubilee is annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I, I at least, you know, respect the whole she had talked to Betsy and she was like, I ain't heard from her. So I told y'all I was I told her I was going to come up here. And she, hey, she's a she's a girl of her world.
0: She did. Yes, um, you know, she she didn't hear from a girl. So she wanted to crash the wedding and burn it down with her dragon. But, but also, but, are Gambit's Gambit still there? Yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think that, I think her entire like Excalibur team is just chilling out in. Oh, in the other world somewhere like where she told them to wait for her you know they probably have no idea what's going on either so
1: you know excalibur is just it is such a book (laughs) it's it's
0: it's something that's for sure that's for sure it's polarizing that's what it is man
1: (laughs) and it's just like i just really want to fight for you i I truly do you know I, i i Again, I'm optimistic. I really do hope that it doesn't take until, I know there was a cover of Excalibur shown that had Betsy on it, sitting like on the throne with the crown. Yeah. I really hope it doesn't take until that long until I get to see her again. I would like this situation with at least her being shattered to be resolved by the end of this event. I wonder what's gonna happen with that. I don't know how she's going to become unshattered.
0: (laughs) I think, I don't know. I really don't have a guess for that. I feel like they're just gonna like leave her there until I don't know. She's maybe Brian her. might do something. Like, <laughs> like
1: she's just pieces of glass. Like no one thinks that's strange. <laughs> like nope. Moods, just, They just stepped over them, kept like, moving. <laughs> like they just like she's just piece, like what? <laughs> oh man!
0: Yeah, I really uh, love
1: Tini uh, Howard, man. so
0: this all ends with wolverine and his fight with um first with solemn and then he wins
1: solemn wins because solemn calls wolverine in to fight for him
0: yes and which in my opinion was a a great game by saturnine because i'm sure she knew (laughs) of their like you know whatever kind of deal they had going on so she was like oh perfect Wolverine can come and fight here and he needs to quote-unquote pay for what he did to me by trying to kill me so he made Wolverine. Wolverine fighting war was I'm sure all a part of her her game that she wanted to have happen
1: I also love that, like, while he was fighting Summoner, after he killed Summoner, and Saturnine was like, no, it was a fight to the death, Summoner died. He gets the point. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, something is wrong with this lady, man. She (laughs) she needs to die.
0: She won't let them win. I want to figure out. I also think that her getting... like wolverine and storm and they're having them having a match so like a drinking contest Mm -hmm. was on purpose because i think whoever storm has to fight like needed storm to be some kind of like drunk or something because they would not Mm -hmm. be able to win if she wasn't okay i can see that so i think that like saturnine tried to play the game and get storm drunk enough where she can't like focus yeah but i'm sure storm will come through and probably win somehow
1: yeah they're promising a lot of good stuff for storm yeah for yeah and for the future so i'm kind of excited to see what they do you know i think we've talked about just storm in general
0: yeah she needs she needs it yeah
1: it's, it's she hasn't has really new.
0: been that great or that interesting mm-hmm. for me since like claremont left so i think that she needs a lot of That's attention claremont left. Yeah. That's a really long
1: time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, isn't wait, it? <laughs> wait, wait. Are you talking about since the, the first time he left in the 90s or like the second time he left in the 2000s?
0: The first time he left in the, 90, <laughs> the 90s. <laughs> Extreme X-Men was cute. Yes, when he came back and it was it was a cute moment, but oh, wow. Storm has Storm has not been very interesting since. <laughs> since he left. I feel. I feel like they have like coasted on her being Storm instead of mm-hmm. actually giving her like some attention and like story and and like background and stuff. It's just been look at Storm. She's the leader. She's the leader. But they want not like show wasn't. her, right? So hopefully they give her some stuff.
1: But yeah, mm-hmm. it looks it lo- it don't look too good for Krakoa. They losing all these matches, <laughs> <They> <laughs> so. Are. Mm. I'm just I'm just really excited to kind of see what Saturnine's endgame game is. Yeah, and is Mon is Monet and Polaris and them? Are they going to come back? I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like this is going to lead up to a
0: not not an all out fight against Saturnine because that would be extremely kind of corny and like mm-hmm. and cliche. But I do think that there's going to be an all out fight between Krakoa and Arako, and I think that like the Krakoan mutants and stuff are going to come through and help with the fight or something. Mm. So I think we'll probably see some familiar faces kind of come back through whatever kind of gates to help out defeat like Arako. But I
1: don't know. I'm excited. I just I just I keep thinking about Monet and like the dynamic that she had with Saturnine in that first special issue. Yeah. and like she was talking about how it's a job she might want in the future, and like other stuff like that, and just you know, there's some things going on there. And kind of you think she, you think she playoff. would take it? You think she'd end up being the new? I think it would be. I think it would be kind of weird, a weird switch for Monet. Mm. But I'm also interested in seeing Monet do something. Yes. So, I guess I'll take it. Yeah. All
0: right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, all the comics of the week. Let's take a break.
1: Oh, wait, no, Uh, I actually had one more. Oh, what's up? Um, Iron Man. Oh, you've kept up with Iron Man. Okay, okay, so here's the thing about Iron Man. I'm reading it, but I'm not really reading it. So I like, bu- I'm like i buying every issue. I'm kind of wasting my money because I'm buying every issue, but I'm only reading the pages that have hell <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, the Hellcat
0: on Well, the Hellcat's stand leaped out.
1: <laughs> um, so, and, and it's not even like solely because of Hellcat, but it's because like, so this book kind of deals with Tony and just... Him trying to be a hero, but he is just like this he's a white man, he's a white privileged man, so it's just like there's a lot of oh, you know, I'm the victim here, and but and it's like you're not, (laughs) so nobody wants to read about that. But then the pages with Hellcat she's explicitly saying those things to him she's like you are a privileged white man she's like you are not the martyr here like you doing all this stuff for attention like it is strictly to feed your ego like you are a bastard she's like dragging him every single it's great i love it for her um so that's really that okay i'm reading it but i'm not reading it yeah I i don't if she wasn't in it i wouldn't either
0: But it sounds to me like it is a pretty good book
1: then, because I feel like this is what Iron Man needs, like someone kind of deconstructing him like this. It's a fine book, but like if I'm just saying, because let's say it wasn't Hellcat doing this, but it was, I don't know, electra I wouldn't read the book. Oh, I would. I love Elektra. <laughs> yeah, <I mean>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then then it's, know, would can be completely reversed. <laughs> but it's just like, whatever story... I Like, Tony Stark just is not interesting to me at all. And so it's like, I'm strictly reading this book... That's fair. ...because Hellcat is in it. And <laughs> That's if, fair. And if it was anybody else, no matter how good the story is, I would not be reading it. Um, And there were some, like, other books that came out, too. Champions... Number, you didn't read Champions, too? I heard there was a Justice mention.
0: Oh, I did not. I... It was he mentioned or was he in it so apparently there's
1: some group of i think they're cops basically oh, <laughs> <was>. <laughs> but, they're so, but they're super powered people who killed their parents or like their parents or their powers like killed somebody or something like that i don't know okay because withers in the group oh okay yeah i remember that was New and they were like, oh, and someone was like, oh, Justice is also in this group. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if he was in it or if he was just mentioned, but mm-hmm. I know I saw somebody talking about Justice.
0: I've heard that he was supposed to have some kind of moments within this Outlaw thing that's going on with the champions team characters.
1: Is that and that I thought moment? about check,
0: I don't know. I think it was supposed to have started before like the pandemic and the the, the break that they took, but then they kind of oh, brought it back, oh, but then they didn't oh. fully dive in. I don't know. I think some of the tie ins that were supposed to tie into it moved on. <laughs> but so I don't know. Yeah, I have to yeah, check it out though. Yeah. You know, I love justice. So maybe you I'll do. I'll look and, it. And, and like that's why it stuck out in my brain. I remember when
1: someone said it. And I was just like, oh yeah. I was like, justice. I was oh, like, I wonder if you it. read champions. So yeah, that was that. And Boom Studios also released a new Power Rangers book that I did not read. Okay. But for the lovers of Power Rangers power ranger over there are great from what i hear
0: that's from what i've heard they have amazing art i've seen a lot of the art like yeah on social media stuff really good art
1: really good art really the covers and stuff for it are great i actually might go back and get that yeah this is really really good art
0: stuff i wonder who's who's writing it do you know
1: no yeah, i'll look it up
0: yeah maybe i should check those out i should get more into boom studio stuff i don't have a boom, lot of
1: boom, stuff. get some boom get some good stuff there's actually some book i think um I've been hearing this book that Tom Taylor does with him called Seven Secrets. I think, oh, we only find them when we're de- they're dead is actually with Boom Studios. And the Seven oh, Secrets okay. is also with Boom. And I've heard really good things about that. I think it's with Boom. Oh, dope.
0: I should check those out. They're lit. They're lit. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, those were the comics of the week. Let's take a break and then we'll come back.
1: We are back Yes, discussion. Back. Now, um, we're going to discuss Betsy Braddock today. All right. Okay. It, this has been a week. All right. All so right. things have happened. And some people have been very mean to me on Twitter.
2: Let's say that. <laughs> I just okay. want to
1: let you all know that this was a hard week for me. And not many people made it easy. Thank you to the people who did. Uh. I did get some messages of condolences. She so that was very <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> right um, but you know obviously because of that it's just it's just got me kind of thinking about Betsy as a whole and just her character and who she is and it had me going back and reading a lot of stories. I know there are a lot of Betsy fans out there who aren't honestly like big fans of the Captain Britain change. I can understand parts of it. I again am okay with it I think there is a really great potential story there. I don't necessarily know if it's being told in the best way right now, but also I think a lot of people's perception of Betsy is time just takes precedence. It's like, yes, you have all these years of her as this one thing. We've only had really maybe a good year of her as this new thing. All of Betsy's story is Ninja Betsy wasn't that good either. They weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, it kind of just takes you back to, it's like, okay. Yes, again, you might be unhappy with the way some things are being written right now or like how she's being seen. But is that also a huge need to call back to what she was however long ago, which was very much a beeline character, getting decent stories, some nice ones, but it was basically the same thing happening over and over again versus this new thing, which is kind of pushing her character in a different direction. Uh, so a big thing that a lot of people have been saying is they, they don't recognize her anymore. Like she doesn't have the same bite. She doesn't have the same like tactics. And I just kind of go against that with, yeah, it's on purpose. Like it's even said in the story that she's doing things differently. Um, And so, I, I you know, it, so- I, I, I just want to talk about Betsy now.
0: I feel like Betsy, Betsy Braddock to me has been a character I have grown to care about more, probably just becoming friends with you and uh, like the way you talk about her and like the the things that I have discussed with you about her. She, as Psylocke, while she was within that Asian body for me, she was just the ninja she was girl cool girl there's the cool girl yeah right yeah. she was the she was a cool girl and walking around in this bathing suit with her coochie out while she was kicking ass and using her psychic knife to slice people up and doing all that kind of shit it looked it looked cool right um but she didn't have much of a story there so and i i knew betsy back when she got her like this like armored outfit with the hood and the cape and all that kind of outback betsy was when i first kind of like i hate that costume (laughs) but it's a classic (laughs) no i don't like I'm, i'm not a fan of those big ass capes and stuff it just didn't
1: i do hate the cape but you know i love a hood
0: right fair um so yeah she i didn't go back and read a lot of that older stuff for her during that outback time and and before that until i got older So for me, she was just always kind of there right like she was just kind of the cool psychic ninja girl who was just kind of there, so I didn't really know too much about her and then she became like a staple for X force. Like it all of a sudden I felt like Psylocke quote unquote like became like someone who you always end up having in X force because she was someone who was willing to go there, she was the one who was like, you know. I have no problem taking somebody out if I need to. So she became kind of synonymous with X-Force. Yeah, She
1: was definitely X-Force heavy for a couple of years.
0: Yeah. And then I feel like that whole like mantra of X-Force was kind of placed on her because I feel like if a writer didn't know what to do with her, they could just give her whatever kind of motivations X-Forces were because oh, she was on that team. She's the killer. Let's just mm-hmm.
1: She's cool make girl. her that.
0: Yeah. Um, and I've always wanted her to get her old body back because the switch in itself Gosh, was extremely problematic. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, she was obviously made and turned into an Asian woman um, because of whatever kind of weird, like, in
1: so enjoyment so like Claremont the, had with that whole era yeah that was it. so Claremont actually did like a lot of like race swapping <laughs> um yeah I don't know what that was about and so with the original switch I understood the motivations for it and and again like when I was younger I was like oh yeah this is so cool and it was like this is great I understood the motivations behind it because Betsy, you got to take it back a little bit. Betsy was on the Outback team and she had a premonition of their entire team being murdered by the Reavers. So they had this mechanism called the siege perilous and she manipulated the team with a little bit of a psychic push to go through this, which would basically wipe their minds, put them wherever, and it was the only way to save them. When she goes through, she washes up on the shore of the hand. This is also how Rogue, was separated from ms marvel, Captain marvel. yeah yeah, yeah. ms, marvel. Yeah. ms. Marvel, at yeah. marvel at the time yeah <laughs> uh yeah and so she washes up on the shores of the hand base they find her they recognize her as psylocke the psychic from the x-men because the x-men have been like on tv and stuff she's also a world famous supermodel and they say we can use her psychic powers as a weapon and it kind of like replaces Electra. And so they get Mojo and them involved, Mojo and Spiral involved, because the whole thing is they don't want a white woman running the Chinese underground. They're right. like, that doesn't make any sense. So that's why they swap her. Um, it wasn't supposed to stick. The plan wasn't for it to stick. It was, she would only be Asian for that art and then she would switch back to the white body. What happened was Jim Lee's design was so strong and so well received right. that they just decided, oh, let's keep it. So that happened, and it kind of just the, got... the, the
0: influence by my girl, Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wanted to go in that bathing suit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, they did. They did. Everyone got a bathing suit. Everyone day. got a bathing
0: suit back then. My, my girl uh, kicked it
1: off. <laughs> and so then, you know, the story kind of happened. Nobody really said anything about it. It was just like this weird thing right there. Um, then Claremont ended up leaving the books, and no one really ever picked up on the storyline until Fabian Naciza came on, and he never read the original story of why Betsy was <laughs> <Asian>. okay. <laughs> so he just assumed it was something that hadn't been explained, and that's when he introduced Kanan.
0: Oh, yeah, that's just that's just bad editing. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so uh, (laughs) so now it becomes this whole different thing of like this is uh two women who were body swapped he created like the storyline about how like kanan actually was the one who found her and then like betsy reached out with her psychic powers and then like this swap happened and blah 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 it made no sense and so that definitely
0: makes that definitely makes
1: no sense at all (laughs) yeah it was just really bad and so then i guess finally somebody was like well this was actually the original story like there was never a second woman involved and so he goes back and retcons the original story that he wrote about it now it becomes like a body swap and Spiral the mojo in, are involved and like it's because matzo was trying to save Kanon. It, it it just becomes this really big convoluted mess they recognize that <laughs> they kill her off she Contract, contracts the legacy virus and she dies in Betsy's body and I guess that is supposed to be like her giving Betsy free reign to live in herds and so okay, okay. <laughs> for the next 20 odd years or so Betsy doesn't really get too much development because people either write her A as the cool ninja girl because they don't want to get into like the whole messiness of the race swap or if they right. do it becomes like a very surface level identity issue of like who is she and who is like the quote unquote dark presence in her mind. And right. so it just doesn't go and it kind of stays that way. And don't get me wrong, like she has, again, a couple of like cool moments in there, some decent stories like side wars in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, she's she's has, got some bright spots. Yeah. And they also start doing things where they like start giving her all these different powers. Like she gets the Crimson Dawn shadow porting abilities, She gets the like tattoo and it's just a mess she dies in extreme x-men i remember that (laughs) when
0: when vargas Uh, killed her right
1: yeah when vargas killed her and so the thing with that was she was actually supposed to come back the plan claremont's original plan was vargas was going to kill her and then the shadow telepath in that book that was revealed to be rachel was supposed to be betsy back in her original body
0: okay so claremont was coming back on to like you know kind of fix it all and put her back in her
1: old body he was gonna take away the Crimson Dawn, he was gonna do all that. He, but what happened was, is not too long after he killed her off, that's when uh, Joe Caseta, who was the EIC at the time, he threw out the dead means dead edit. So any character who died uh, within that time frame wasn't allowed to come back. Like that's when death sticks in comics and like whatever. So he had to switch it to Rachel Betsy, like, missed out on a bunch of stories. Um, But then Josh Whedon ended up bringing Colossus back.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, which broke the whole like dead means dead thing. And so that kind of gave Claremont, he was back on Uncanny X-Men at that time, the free reign to bring back Betsy. Once again, he just brought her back in the Asian body. And so once again, um, it's just kind of basic surface level cool stories she gets a little bit of moments here and there of her issues and the kind of refining herself he drags her off to exiles with him which was like wow suicide
0: (laughs) i've never really gotten into exiles that's not my jam
1: (laughs) Uh, that was one of those that was one of those times of like chris claremont is chris claremont and marvel was trying to give him something to do Okay. Yeah. And so it was not a good book at all. And I stuck with that. So it's like that let you know I've been here. You um, love her. you got to love her. To <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, and so he did that. And so then that book got canceled. She was kind of in limbo. She missed out on a lot of like that early kind of Matt Fraction Baker stuff when they first moved to San Francisco. But mm-hmm. then that's when they did the sisterhood arc and so the sisterhood arc was especially frustrating for me because Fraction brought her back in her original body. He had the Red Queen like do the swap. She came back in her original body. She was using this like, now if it was like, okay, boom, this is the chance to kind of like put these two women back or like, fix this thing. And he ends up at the end of the storyline, putting her back in the Asian body. And I'll never forget the interview he did after it. Someone asked him like, oh, well, why did you do that? He was like, oh, there were just too many white people on the team already. And it was (laughs) like, (laughs) what? (laughs) But it's like, like, A, you have all these other mutants of color who you could have already used, but what you decide to do is take this white woman and put her back in an Asian body to represent the minority that she is not
0: uh yikes
1: <laughs> so like <laughs> so that really bothered me um but then what happened after that was she got her own little mini series from chris yost which kind of just reaffirmed her back with the x-men what she's doing she takes revenge against gets so she actually like takes her original body that's been destroyed by dazzler she goes to bury it mm. and the hand comes and destroys the body and she like goes on revenge against them like she kills a bunch of people she kills myself she fights she fights wolverine in it he's like this is kind of what starts on that path of like x-force and right. this is when she becomes like revenge girl and yeah like she's addicted to killing and yeah she's, like a lot darker and things like that whereas like again betsy has always kind of had that like edge to do the darker thing even back during when she first joined the X-Men in her original body, like one of the reasons she was so drawn to Storm and Wolverine was because they were these two characters who kind of did the things that nobody else on the team did. Like they did the sneaky stuff. They had the weight of the world on their shoulders. Wolverine was like out tracking people down. Storm had this edge. Betsy fit right in with them because she was very much like, she was like, let me help you guys. Let me also take on some of this burden. Like she was constantly like, let me fight. Even when Havoc came across the team and when they were in hiding, she was one of the people like, oh no, we should kill him.
0: Like, yeah, he, he was like, after he got it back. I yeah. him away.
1: <laughs> um, again, but that's a whole part of Betsy's character right now in this whole Captain Britain thing is like how she's always been this kind of sleuthy, sneaky character. And she's once again trying to change that. Right. Um, but so when she came back, she joins X Force. And that's kind of when writers start taking her seriously again because Rick Reminder just really elevates her character. She's still ninja girl, but she's like ninja girl with a purpose now. Um, Yeah. The purpose is murder, but like she still gets the purpose. And um, (laughs) you kind of like get a little bit more into her feelings and like some of her deeper relationships like with Warren, Logan, the X-Men as a whole. She has her addiction to killing. She's with Storm, um, Phantom X. And so that kind of starts this resurgence of her. We end up staying pretty consistent with that until mystery and Madrapor which is the hunt for Wolverine after he's died the team goes searching for them they do this it was kind of like a weird situation she gets killed by uh sapphire sticks I think her name was and she like sucks out Betsy's soul energy but then Betsy uses her it was it was a thing I don't know her body she's back in her original body. That's all that matters. Um, That's all that matters. (laughs) That's all that matters.
0: Got her (laughs) proper hair back.
1: It's it's comic book logic. You know, it's comic book logic the way she comes back. And so she comes back, but also when she comes back in her body, um, Kanan, I guess, who has been sitting in the back of her mind is once again in control of her original body. The two women have returned. And... I appreciate them finally giving this like a definitive,
0: we're separating them now, they are two separate people, let's move forward.
1: (laughs) Which is why I kind of like resent a lot of the opinions that they should have just made Betsy Asian from the beginning. One, or like they should have retconned her into Asian. Once Kanan was introduced, it's like you had a completely separate character. If you make Betsy Asian from the beginning, you completely invalidate that character and you're taking away the real minority that you should have had, which is what people always kind of brought Betsy in as. It's like the minority. And it's just like, no, she has no real connection to this culture and stuff that she represents. That's why nobody really wanted to delve too deep into the character for so long because it's messy. And it's just like, how do you really do that? And a lot of the writers who kind of said they would have likened to take the chance at it. Either never stayed on the books long enough or they only like barely scratched it. Like they would have somebody comment on it, like, oh, you're an Asian woman, and um, or like you're a white woman in an Asian woman's body, like, how do you feel? And then like they would just keep moving. Um,
0: a quick so panel or two, but like not really doing anything too much
1: with it, yeah. And so that's why I actually really appreciate Teeny's take on Betsy because it does put her in a place of guilt. And I think that's what a lot of other Betsy fans kind of take issue with as well. They're like, well, Betsy was also the victim in this situation. Like, you know, she didn't choose to go into this body. She didn't choose to do that. And it's like, no, she absolutely did not. You're right. However, how she handled it afterwards, isn't that great. Like she could have, and so one of the things that I've seen people say now is that they like want Betsy to go on a revenge mission against Spiral and Mojo for like their hand in the switch. But I'm like, and she's, did that. Uh, she's already kind of like made amends with Spiral. They were on Uncanny X-Force together and she's seen Mojo like 50,000 times since she yeah. survived. So <laughs> it's like, so it's like why all of a sudden now is she going to go on this revenge mission when she had the opportunity too long ago? So it's like, there's like, well, why is Kanan mad? Because what's she been doing? She's chilling <laughs> <she's laughs> my body. Like, what do you right. mean? And so it's right. like, now they're like oh well they can do this together and they can do that it's like no Betsy had like and again of course it's not really Betsy it's the writers no writers wanted to do it but it's like the opportunities were there and so to build off this story genuinely it's like yeah she's not going to like her and it's like she shouldn't like her and Betsy should feel guilty and she should be learning from that because at the end of the get at the end of the day like a lot of these comic book women Betsy is a white privileged woman she from the mansion she's she's, she's like she's like other world royalty or something like that you know what i'm saying like she's a privilege right i'm pretty sure she didn't think oh yeah this is that bad and now she's back in her original body and she feels guilty because she sees all the things and like how it's affected her and she's like mad about it and she's down about it and she's frustrated and here she is as this captain britain person trying to kind of make amends for all of that and she's doing it clumsily and yeah. it's frustrating her because she has always been so efficient and, like, to the point with everything else as she was with Psylocke in this, like, darker mode. And now here it is, like, she's got to be out in the open and a lot of those bad things are coming to light. So I do feel bad for Kanan, though, because I honestly and, you know, it's still very early in Hellions, but I feel like a lot of people are already kind of putting her in that role that Betsy had for so long. It's just the cool ninja girl.
0: So, yeah. Um, I think, and I don't think that's really fair for her to kind of take that on because I don't, I mean, I don't know much about Kanan, but I feel like that's a very kind of basic, <laughs> yeah. like, take take to have on her. I feel like there's probably a lot more deeper things there, which I feel like they probably tried to really touch on in Fallen Angels, but I didn't really stay on that book because, yeah, like, it was that not would, good. <laughs> so, that was a mess. so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like I... they tried to do something where they were going to give her her own kind of background and her own.
1: Yeah, she like had a daughter or something like that. Yeah. That kind of died. Short. Um, and you know, and then again, Hillians is a really good book and there's a lot of deep characterization happening, kind of like bubbling under around everybody, I feel like. But even from what right. I see of other people, it's just it's what they want. I'll see like people put their theories and stuff on Twitter, like what they want her to do and what they want, and it's just very like basic action girl. And it's like, uh, let her get a story. Let her yeah. find that character, who she is separate from Betsy. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like Betsy, Betsy as
0: Captain Britain right now for me has been interesting because I feel like this is obviously what she had really wanted to build herself up towards, like yeah. Yeah, as she was kind of introduced. Um, I mean, she joined the X-Men after fighting Sabertooth. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I feel like that whole thing has been, what she's wanted to do is kind of be this hero. But I feel like, she isn't doing that great of a job at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. she's um, not. And I, but I think that is because this is probably a story of you're getting what you've been asking for, but you probably aren't really don't need that anymore, if that makes yeah. sense. Like she's, you're getting what you've always wanted, but who you are now probably isn't that person anymore. So yeah. I would like to see her kind of develop into whatever she was. Supposed to be now, kind of a mix
1: know? of those two. And again, I think I think that's what's happening. And I know a lot of people. Are, uh, I've said it myself. Excalibur is a frustrating book. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think what I've been trying to do more recently with comics I read is wait until the entire story's finished before I like. Of course, you know, I'm saying, well, I'm enjoying this. I'm not enjoying this about it. But like, before I make my full. Teeny is not a good Betsy writer. Teeny is a good Betsy writer. I want the story to be complete because even now, i never read my comics once. I always go back and reread them on occasion. And so like I've realized with a lot of runs that I've gone back to reread, I felt like at the time, oh, I really hated this. It's one of the worst things ever. And I go back and I'm like, oh, actually, it's pretty decent. It's solid. Like it reads better in one sitting. And you know, that's just kind of how it is. So I continue to say that I am cautiously optimistic for Excalibur, what Teenie has to do with Betsy. I feel like she is very much playing the long game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like her
0: as Captain Britain? Do you
1: uh, hope that
0: she stays Captain Britain for a while?
1: I go back and forth, honestly. Um, I. I I know i I don't need
0: her to have any like captain britain powers because i feel like i know i know that she's supposed to get them with the suit or something too but i feel like making making a character more powerful doesn't make them more interesting for me so yeah
1: no it doesn't um i mean i go back and forth again i think that there is a really interesting story that can be told with a mutant captain britain and we get bits and pieces of that in excalibur you know you think about how the public kind of reacted to her they weren't too keen um and you just continue to get into the politics of, you know, this mutant who is also a part of Krakoa and it's like Britain and like putting those together and like having, there, there's a lot of things that can be done with it. Again, even delving back into like Betsy as this hero and what does being Captain Britain mean to her? Because what she always wanted doesn't necessarily mean that's what she needs any longer. Um, so it's, it's a lot of things that can be done. I personally don't want her to go back to Psylocke if she was to lose the Captain Britain moniker, I would prefer a brand new name, something that continues to build its own identity mm. away from Psylocke as a whole. Have you come up with any? Um, I like that Monarch one that her brother had. I think that was it still. would have been Monarch. Let me tell yeah. you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really know like who Teeny was talking to, <laughs> yeah, when she gave Jamie that name. But that was definitely the name that was always on the top of my list for like oh if Betsy ever stops being whatever this would be a great name for her to take and again like Kanan is Psylocke right now anyway so Betsy can't go back to that
0: yeah no and I would I think it would be cool for uh, Kanan to take over the Psylocke mantle and like make it her own or whatever and make it it's hers while Mm -hmm. Betsy is kind of forced to make her own shit <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying like make it make her own name and, and kind of come up with her own
1: thing because again betsy had and like betsy had a good decade you know of like consistent story like those after uncanny x-force came out like pretty much everything after that was good when she was in uh the uncanny run with by cullen bun with magneto and monet that was good you know she had a decent mm. run in that x-men book the all women team that happened um there were a couple more runs of x-force that went through mike carey got to write her a couple of times during we love him i love him (laughs) you know that was really good so it's like you know she's had she's got good stories she they've been consistent but i just think this one is something new for her that people aren't used to and that's not always a bad thing though
0: no it's not and i think that she in my opinion needed something new because although those were very good runs it was just her being the cool. Again, it was the, like the cool ninja girl. It,
1: they were very consistent B stories. You know what I'm saying? Something that you can go back into and say like, "Oh, okay, this is kind of who Betsy is. This is what her character is all about." But it never like pushed her beyond that. Even like with the whole like addiction to killing things, it was like, "Okay, we already know she's been okay with killing. She's addicted to it now. Now she's over it, but she's still killing people anyway." So it's like, what, "What's going on?" <laughs> right. Like, let's let's move
0: forward. <laughs> um, I do think that I like her as a full telepath instead of with uh, telepathy and telekinetic powers, mostly because Mm. if she has the telekinesis, I'm cool with that. Only in the sense of when she says like, you know, I am not that great at it. I can do like the bigger things with it, but she's not Mm. like, you know, moving things like that with her mind like that. I think that she is, a cool telepath because she uses it in very interesting ways and the way that she's able to i like her with telepathy and being able to make like physical telepathic like constructs weapons and stuff is cool
1: i will say that is one thing that i don't really care about uh for in teenie's run of excalibur i don't think a lot of characters use their powers in general in her book but like she does not use betsy's powers creatively at all and like that is one thing that always really drew me to Betsy as a telepath is that she's always been super creative with how she used her powers. It's always been very illusion-based, um, kind of shadow tastics. She goes into the mind. She's very efficient. She knocks it out, and it's just like, okay, this is great.
0: She's good cool yeah. with this. Like, and she's, she's always, talented. like, got everyone, like, linked up, you know, and do the whole, like, yeah mind walkie-talkie thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, she stays on that. She's always been, like, a very, very efficient telepath and so teeny does not show that at all she i mean but again teeny doesn't really show anyone using their powers in that book no not I too much she writes action scenes very well
0: mm, i mean maybe you're right <laughs> 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 there, there aren't there aren't too many of those in excalibur i think it's just been more about building up apocalypse and his yeah, and, and this and whole like
1: premise of mutant magic and stuff when you do get them it's very it's very like this week's issue two pages of nothing
0: or, you know, two pages of your girl, dying <laughs> Like two pages. Like that was
1: a bit excessive. That was a bit excessive. Like that could have been like one page, maybe half a page. Two pages, though. Shattered in the glass and just stepped on over. What, do, what were you say? Hell's going on. Damn right. What <laughs> the hell's going on?
0: <laughs> I, think, I think there's a lot of promise with Betsy. I think that there just needs to be a little bit more focus. Focus. Yeah, I think it just needs to be a little bit more honed in on. But I think that that could probably come later once.
1: Yeah, we, I once mean, again, he's done again, with the All Ninja Betsy really has is time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even if Betsy doesn't stay as Captain Britain, the goal is not to put her back in an Asian body. That is, that should never be the dream. Exactly. <laughs> <The Golden laughs> Please <Shaman movie> no. <laughs> Put her back in the bathing suit. Um, I, I do miss the pink costume. I won't lie. That disassembled look was everything. It okay? was. That it was, was a hot look. I would. And so that was one of the things I was kind of excited about on, um, like the Hickman era when they were talking about costumes and like how everybody can wear different things. Like my dream is that like Bessie goes on maybe like a side mission in another book or something and she's like wearing the pink costume again. Just Oh, was, that's cool. I just for that. fun. You know, just just to be like, this isn't Captain, you know, this isn't Captain Britain work. I can't be wearing the colors. Um Maybe she can wear that costume when she's back on Krakoa because I feel like yes. she only wears a Captain Britain costume while she's... And so that's my other thing about the, the Captain Britain costume right now is very much... Story specific, like it's a uniform for this story of this yeah. Excalibur mutant magic, other world type of thing. If you, I'm ready to see a different version of that suit because I know the current suit won't really work too many other places. Yeah, it's a little bulky. It's an issue able. that I've that I feel like a lot of kind of like those sword and sorcery characters have, like Black Knight. It's like when uh, they, yeah, when they make them too like high fantasy, it's like I I don't want this person on my team. Like this stuff, they, they're gonna look kind of out of place when they are <laughs> other places. <Yeah. laughs> so it's like, but I I think being Captain Britain is fine for her because it is one of those things where it's a suit that's changed. like Brian's had very sleek suits, even his Captain Avalon suit right now. It's like I feel like that's a fine superhero costume. Um, so it can maybe they could you. maybe
0: they could mix that disassembled look with the Captain Britain colors or something.
1: Ooh. I could see that. Even her old lady Britain costume that she used to wear when she had the uh, colorful wig on. That was a cute one that she wore in the X-Force arc again, too.
0: Child, that was terrible.
1: That was, that was a look. Did you see the body she was giving? It was like, what's a did you, the wig
0: did, did you see the thing that was on her head?
1: No, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to use
0: the wig. We're not going to use the wig. Not into it. <sighs>
1: We're going to get you together. But that was a good look, too. But yeah, I I think and I honestly, I think that's one of the things I kind of one of the reasons why I kind of want her to stay Captain Britain, because I'm just ready to see what this next Captain Britain design would look like.
0: Oh, fair. Yeah. Maybe she'll come out with a new look after she's not glass anymore. Oh, that was me.
1: No, I don't think so. I think she I think this armor suit is kind of going to last the entirety of Excalibur unless Excalibur changes its mission statement. Oh. Unless it becomes, because I feel like a lot of things that are happening in X of Swords right now are also for Excalibur in the future, mm-hmm. like the stuff that we saw at Saturday night having court with the different kingdoms. Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of Mad Jim Jaspers, a preview of the Furies is coming. Again, we saw that cover of Betsy on the throne. I feel like it's still kind of keeping its Dungeons and Dragons mystical element to it. And I don't see that armor changing until that's done.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you're right there. She's probably going to stay as this like night looking Captain Britain for a bit until yeah. all
1: this is kind of wrapped up. Yeah, because and then again, like comics got pushed back because of COVID and everything. So we're a lot we're like not as far in as we normally would have been. So she still technically right. hasn't been in the costume long enough for it to change.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're only 14 issues in now. And yeah. the last <laughs> the last like three issues have been X of Swords related. So it hasn't even really been, <laughs> been that long.
1: Yeah, she's not she's not getting out of that look anytime soon. Um, but I'll be excited for when the next one debuts.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I Betsy is an interesting character for me. I've always liked her, um, and she's great. She's great. I've, I've, I think I've always kind of felt Betsy. like she was just needs a little, a little something yeah. more.
1: I've, not always no, wanted her to her get that, that when she got into her own, when she got back into her original body. I think my thing with Betsy, and one of the reasons that I've always been drawn to her character, is that she is one. Like, don't get me wrong, her unpredictability, her edginess, that willingness to kind of kill people if need be. Those are all great things that drew me to the character as well, but I think at the heart of it all is she truly just wants to protect everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. The intentions are so pure and she is just this character who has this intention to just do good and help people and protect them and that's why she's kind of always fallen into that second-in-command general type of role because she's like no put me on the front lines let me be the one to lay my body on the line so everybody else can go and do whatever and that has it, i just think that's so awesome in her character it's 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 a really interesting duality mm. and it's just like hey i'm just here i just, I just want to protect people i just want to keep them safe and i feel like that's kind of been her mantra since she kind of yeah. brought around since she's and been, she- been on the scene like yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, like like you said, um, one of her big first fights was against Sabretooth. you know, and he comes up and calls her and the entire time they're fighting, she's like having him chase her away from all the victims of the mutant massacre. And she's not this fighter. So she knows, hey, he's probably going to kill me. But she keeps on trying. She picks up a knife. He like smashes her, but she's doing what she needs to do because she's like people are, need to be saved and I'm just going to be the one to do it. Yeah. She's willing to, she's willing to put herself on the line.
0: Arada, who arada die. <laughs> she
1: gets, to work, gets to work.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, let, yeah, everyone else, let us know what you guys think of, of Betsy Braddock. Thank you
1: for listening to me talk about Betsy. <laughs> Betsy yeah. Braddock, Captain Britain, former
0: um And hopefully knowing it's something new, right?
1: Yeah, Hopefully one day we'll see if you guys ever need any recommended Betsy reading for the good stories to make you kind of understand why i like her character because don't get me wrong the body swap the body swap is very messy it is kind of like a dark cloud that's going to sit over the doll for quite a while um but i i guarantee you there's some really good stuff in there and there's some interesting bits about the character that make you kind of understand her a little bit more and then she was still a victim, too. Just remember that guy. All right.
0: Well, let's take a break, and then we will come back and do the reread and talk about World War Hulk. Of World War Hulk. Yes. I have some thoughts. Yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We are here for the first segment of another reread. Yes, our first one. Um, this... this one was quite the book to choose and read. Yes,
0: yes. This one was uh, World War Hulk. I have such a hard time saying that. Um, so why? And...
1: I. I thought it was just me. And I was like, am I dumb?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just really hard to say. I don't know whether this is like, I don't know. It don't work for me. It but doesn't. this, I haven't read this since it came out. And I will say that it brought back a lot of like memories for me because mm-hmm. this came out when I was like, I think 16, 17 years old,
1: I'm like that. Yeah, I think that was. And that I remember,
0: movie. I remember like my dad <clears throat> like picking up comics. Every time my dad picked up comics and I came home from like a uh, track practice or also had like a mm-hmm. job at that time, he would be like, there's comics on the table. And I would oh, always know that, that like, I always knew that like whatever comics of the week that came out, he bought them and they were like sitting on the table for me to read because he already finished them. And okay. I will I would like remember ahead. like Wilbur Hulk being a part of this and like <clears throat> looking back though, he definitely did not read the whole event. Was, <laughs> 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 because some of this was new for me. And he definitely only read the X-Men tie-ins because oh. I definitely remember the X-Men tie-ins for sure. Yeah, I remember the X-Men tie-ins also. Those were yes. those are nice. Mercury kind of stopped
1: the whole her power.
0: She was there, yes. Um, Her rock slide again was (laughs) kind of like what out. now. (laughs) But you know, World War Hulk for me was an interesting event. I will say that I liked it for a very specific reason and that's because Tony Stark, Mr. Fantastic, black
1: Bolt and dr strange all deserve to get their asses beat the so. avengers are awful they're like <laughs> awful people. they're like 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 no it's okay so i did not like this event at all i will oh, say damn like it's a no no <laughs> i think that this is a perfect example of a comic book event though it is oh yeah for sure yeah it is just balls to the walls action you get huge fights, you get Hulk versus thing, Hulk versus Hulk Buster, Hulk versus the Avengers, Hulk versus Century. It is just like chaos and madness. And but man, it's not like a keep a deep character dive in anything. It's just a big comic book event. No. So I give it like that is what it's for.
0: And I will give it, it was really cool to see some of those moments that you just mentioned, like Hulk Buster versus Hulk, and to think that like we've seen these now in live action.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like it was this cool is cool like this to is to see, what like a lot cool. of that was
0: like based on that was really cool.
1: Again, it, it it reminds me a little bit of how I feel about Aaron's Avengers run right now. It's like, yeah, I don't think this stuff is like deep character work, but like if this is in a movie, if this is live action, like this is going to be amazing moments to watch and see. So it's like, yes, that is what World War Hulk is to me. It's great in that, but man, the Avengers—they're awful people. You and know, they
0: they felt like the Illuminati. Uh, felt like they could just send the Hulk off, you know. And yeah, Xavier yeah. wasn't there. Xavier was in the Illuminati at the time, but he wasn't at that meeting. Like he yeah. <laughs> he basically, you know, got the email that he was supposed to come, but he was like, "I'm not gonna go that time" because I think he was dealing with stuff with the X Men, which is interesting yeah. because when you go back and read old Illuminati issues around this time, he mm-hmm. is bringing up Krakoa, and like. <clears throat> Mm. it's like those things like mean completely different things now because i think at the time he was like just he, yeah it was just bringing up a cruel but like now the implications there are kind of different but okay so he wasn't there but the rest of the illuminati members were and they
1: all decided that you know they're the gonna hulk, shoot hulk into space
0: <laughs> yep he <laughs> a problem he's he
1: gotta go and let me tell you honestly i agree with it because, <laughs> you know, I get it. Like, so these guys got together and they said, all right, the Hulk is very dangerous. He is completely destroying things all the time. Millions of people are at stake. We need to get rid of him. They shoot him off into space. Is it the most ethical thing? No. Do I agree with it? Yes. Honestly, the Hulk gets on this planet Sakar, and he gets forced and enslaved by this king into this gladiator combat arena type of thing. He eventually rises up Kills the king, takes over, it becomes his planet. He's happy. Technically, they did him a favor. It's just like,
0: (laughs) it's like, it's a a backhanded favor. But yeah, he,
1: (laughs) it's like he was good. So it's like, shows you, you shouldn't be here on Earth, brother. Go do that. Um, What happens is the plane that he was on, or the ship that they uh, sent him away on, exploded. And right, yeah. it killed the planet. It killed his wife that he had. It killed the unborn child in her belly. And so Hope assumes that when they sent him away, they also sent him away with the intention to make him explode. <clears throat> so the, he thinks and that so, they
0: planned on like killing him from the beginning.
1: Yeah. And so because he now lives on this war planet, and he's amassed this army after being in this gladiator battle, he's like, OK, these guys tried to kill me. Let's head back to Earth. Everybody got to die. because got to think couldn't. a few things to say. <laughs> yeah, he's like, y'all killed my wife. Y'all killed my unborn child. Like, my planet is dead. These people who I care about. He's like, no, you guys have to die. And so he comes back to Earth with his warbound crew. And they just start wreaking havoc. And again, I think this is one of those things where it is a great comic book event. It is just five issues of nonstop action. Uh, his little warbound team is amazing. I really like the one guy. Yeah, I thought the
0: little Korg was cute. It was cool to see that like these were based, or characters that we ended up seeing, like I said earlier in live action, like Korg yeah. and uh, the one little character was that was also the, in uh, the, Ragnarok. The bug. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those were really good. I really liked um, Harem, Harem, I think that was his name. The yeah. the The shadow priest. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course you did. The mystical, <laughs> the mystical warrior, the fighter yeah. guy—they were called. You know, I was like reading, and they're like, "Oh, shadow warrior, shadow priest," and I'm like, "Oh wait, who's that?
0: What's he doing?" <laughs> yeah, of course you
1: did. <laughs> yeah, I was like all about him, so he was cool. Um, and again, like you, it's, you get fun big. Like I thought General Ross, who I actually really kind of like. There's an oh. issue. Where they, he's just he's just an asshole. He's just like that jerk character. It's like he He does that every now and again. Um, And so the army is kind of trying to fight off Hulk and his group, and Hulk like jumps up at his helicopter and literally grabs Ross to like basically kill him, and Ross is just shooting him in his face, and he's like, "I don't care." He's like, "I'm going to kill you." Yeah, (laughs) and And he just just literally just
0: falls to his like the.
1: It's just like all right. It's just like that's that's just pure comic book right there and so it's really good there but um everyone else comes off very bad Tony i mean and rightfully so the hulk comes back <laughs> to earth <laughs> the
0: Hulk again, comes back to earth and he's like hey i i mean he makes a first pit stop really i mean because it really is just yeah. a pit stop on his way makes a pit stop on the moon and completely takes a full-on yell from black bolt yeah and Nothing. He takes that, you know, <laughs> takes that, then beats up Black Bolt to the point where like some of the moon is like broken off yeah. and he uh, arrives on which, Earth and is like.
1: Which can't be safe.
0: Possible. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I guess that just shows you how powerful the Hulk is. Um, so he gets there and he calls out, you know, the rest of them. And he's like, look, he holds Black Bolt like y'all are are next. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah, and he. I love that he kind of also pulls the the cover off of the heroes, and he's like, "Look at what these so-called heroes did to me. Look yeah, at what they're like.
1: They're bad people."
0: Yeah, and hey, <laughs> he,
1: he wasn't wrong. <laughs> he wasn't, you know. And I wasn't wrong. And so, you know, it's actually funny reading this and having just read the hellcat pages of iron man where again tony stark is in this book kind of being just that white male privileged guy masking in his heroism he's like yeah i sent the hulk away but i did it to protect all these people and then this was also the time of registration so he's talking about yeah you know any unregistered heroes i'll give you a pardon if you help as long as you still register after all this is done it's just like he really stuck to his guns even during this which was interesting because yeah. this was like post at least like
0: a year or so post uh civil war so the whole registration had been really active and he was just
1: yeah he was just yeah. Still really gung-ho and it's just like no and then strange comes off as just like this massive hypocrite because, you know, even someone telling him like, hey, we might use your magic. You might have to put the Hulk down. And he's like, no, Bruce is my friend. I could never do that. But it's like, sir, you sent him off to a planet and told him he was too dangerous to live here. So <laughs> it's just like, do you really care or do you not care? And then you have Reed who just, he's just whatever. <laughs>
0: Reed is just like, hey, I, I did what I did. <laughs> and, like,
1: and there was a moment in this with him and Sue, where I guess he, I, I can't remember exactly what was going on, but like he was about to try and go fight the Hulk or something. And Sue's basically like, No, he's not gonna get to kill you before I give you a piece of my mind. And like Reed just like well, grabs yeah. his face and he's like, It oh. was I
0: think that was the moment where um the Hulk had already come out and beat Black Bolt and was like, I need, you know, Tony Stark and Doctor mm-hmm. Strange and Reed Richards, like, where are they? They need to come down here and he was gonna make them all fight in that gladiator ring, and you know she was riding for her man, and said, "No, I'm You're not gonna let toxic. you go die. I'm gonna go." <laughs> That's a toxic relationship right there.
1: I... <laughs> she said, she she said, 'She
0: said, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you just die. I'm gonna just jump in there too.'" <laughs>
1: um, she, 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 she gave him some help though. She had a, she had a little moment. Let's That's talk about field. that for a second,
0: okay? Because when a <laughs> <laughs> Hulk came and went full force at them, my girl Sue Storm stopped him with her force field, took several punches from the Hulk, she did, and was ambush restraining him and everything. You know, she did. Base, base was all bloodied up because she it was a lot of
1: force she was holding back. She had but a moment. Let's give it up for her for that. Um. Yeah, she had a moment. I I, I definitely give her that. She and now it didn't last her, long because you know the it, Hulk. It is didn't. The Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk is the Hulk, and they made sure we knew that he was super powerful. And yes. again, um, even like when he made them fight. And don't get me wrong; just because I agree with shooting the Hulk off into space. I also completely agree with him coming back to get his revenge. Okay. So it's like <laughs> I mean, he, is, he had a rightfully oh, he was
0: old. It's like, like they he, needed to fight.
1: <laughs> you know, like his wife had his wife and unborn child and like millions of people like just were obliterated in front of him and he got to survive. And it was the only happiness he ever knew because you all sent him away. His friends, these people who were supposed to care about him, you were like, oh, no, sorry, you can't sit here. We won't try and help you not be so destructive. We're just going to shoot you off the space. So it's like, yeah, totally come back. Screw you guys. I'm going to kill you. And then he doesn't even kill them. He just exposes them for the hypocrites they are, makes them fight in this gladiator battle. And right at the moment where it's like, okay, you guys are going to have to kill each other. He's like, no, that's not what I want. I love that
0: moment when he, when Patty. they, when that he made good. all of them like fight to the death and, you know, pick up their weapons and, you know, Tony Stark don't have no armor, but I think this was the time when he had his, and someone will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was the time when he had his extremist armor. And that was like where it was, his armor was like in him. Like it was a part he of did, like
1: his, he did keep seem to like, keep talking about how he was like hacking into things and stuff. Yeah. he was just standing there. I think this was a
0: time where he had that armor where it was like actually like a part of his person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why he was able to like kind of communicate with machines. And he was trying his little hardest to really hack those uh, obedience uh, neck things that they had on, but it didn't work.
1: (laughs) I I did find some of it hard to follow. I I will be honest with you. I'm not a fan of JRJR's art at all.
0: Yeah, Um, me neither. I'm not the. I uh, don't get it. I'm not the biggest fan of his art either
1: there would be like some things happening where I would think like, oh, cause I'm like, is he calling for the armor or what's happening? There were some pages. Jar Jar's art is just not.
0: It's not it for me either.
1: Yeah, so. They look that, like
0: sketches of little action figures. <laughs> I don't really, I'm not really getting to that.
1: It's very blocky. His storytelling isn't that great. Like I said, there yeah. were things that were happening. So one of the parts where somebody was like fighting, I think someone had to hit somebody else, but it looked like a different person hit them. It was weird.
0: Yeah, Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the art for this event.
1: He did fine, or I feel like, on the big Century vs. Hulk fight.
0: Oh, yeah, the the finale kind of thing there. And this also really kind of showed you just how powerful, like, the Century is, which, I mean, we already knew, like, he is. I'm also
1: not a huge fan of the Century either.
0: You know, those overpowered, like, I can crush the world with a stomp, Characters are never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's like and it's like, let's talk about how he waited to the last possible second before he actually I mean, came out. He, he, and he has a he has agoraphobia. So I get that. He, he was... sat he sat in that house and pondered for days after he yeah. was <laughs> like, You need to be a god. <laughs> he just stood <laughs> at that door for days, watched these men. Hope was actually leaving when Century finally showed up. <laughs> He said he couldn't do it. He was like, you know, I I can't do it the agoraphobia. Hulk was like, oh, the battle's done. Like, I'm good. I made my point. I'm out of here. Peace out, guys. And now Sentry wants to come in like, stop, Hulk. And then again, they have this gigantic battle that's like full of wanton destruction. And it's like, this is why we shot your ass in the space. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they wouldn't have had to even do any of that if they would just
0: leave the fucking Hulk alone. You I, know, sometimes he just wants to
1: leave, be left alone. <laughs> but, you know, it's really interesting reading this and getting just the kind of basic rage. Because, that, again, that's there's no real deep character work for Hulk or Bruce Banner in this. It is basically just no, saying at yeah. the core, they are just rage and they are just mm-hmm. nothing but that rage. And I think that's kind of where it falls. And why, again, for me, it's not like an event that I'll really revisit too much i love a good bombastic comic event but sometimes you know i do want a little character work if i'm just in the mood to watch some stuff explode actually no this has JR i'll never read this again Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh it's just reading this now compared to immortal hulk is so interesting You know, I was going to ask you that because I I
0: still haven't, I'm still like going through a bunch of my comic reread stuff that I'm going through right now, but haven't gotten to Immortal Hulk. And I was going to ask, but you thought the, how that is to how the Hulk was back in, you know, 2007 when World War Hulk
1: was coming out. Oh, again, like it's 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 a complete 180. You know, this, what is happening in Immortal Hulk, while it still has action and it, you know, there's kind of some destruction every now and again, it's very much a look into hulk as as more than just rage like where's this rage coming from like what does it represent like how did it get here how do we temper it how do you use this rage in a, a more effective way so it's not just wanton destruction um whereas world war hulk is just chaos yeah and so it's just a really interesting mix because again I've never been a Hulk fan before. He's never been a character who I, like, jump to read about or go get his books and stuff like that. So to get that in Immortal Hulk, it's like, I look at this character, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is really great. And then to go back and read this and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is why I don't really care about the Hulk that much. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was written
0: by Greg Pak, and I've liked some of the stuff that he's done before. Um, I know that he was the one that did that Storm solo uh, a few years ago, which in my opinion, was not that great, mostly because uh, it did great things with her powers and kind of explained where her powers and stuff kind of went and, like, how she actually controls the weather. But there wasn't a lot of story. It was a lot of rehash of
1: just... Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about a lot of his stories. He's not... um, I don't dislike him as a writer, but I've just noticed a lot of his stories, to me, they kind of feel like fluff so, they don't like
0: push things forward it's just kind yeah of,
1: it's just yeah. i mean like even his little extreme x-men series that he did that had dazzler as a um lead character in it like it was like fine but it was really just a lot of issues of her showing her powers and like all the things she could do
0: yeah yeah so with this i mean maybe that's kind of why he was put on for this because this was really just a showing of how powerful how powerful is. the Hulk is and how literally no one powerful. can take him down. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. th- th- I, that is one thing I'll say, that, like, if you were a Hulk fan and you love feats, like, this is a great showing for Hulk because of course. he was doing the damn thing.
0: He wore everybody out. I mean, you can you can argue that Mr. Fantastic, because of the nature of his powers, is kind of hard to, quote unquote, beat because he's just like made of elastic. So, like, how do you really beat that, you know? and and the hulk told you he can (laughs) (laughs) the hulk told you he can and i mean even with and dr strange is the sorcerer supreme and you know this was a moment because i remember when this happened with the hulk versus dr strange and he broke his hands like yeah the the hulk was so strong that he like reversed the spell basically that that dr strange was using on him and ended up like breaking the whole i mean he broke dr strange's hands and i remember this lasted for quite some time actually in the dr mm-hmm. strange books his hands were pretty broken like for a while and he had to do some things some weird like magic mum, mum, like whatever shit yeah. to
1: fix it it was also interesting watching um strange channel that demon to become like super strong like Hulk again. That was child, a child.
0: that's always a magic thing. Why why is there always some like last always. minute spell that, that could make the Because super it's powerful. dangerous
1: because it, the <laughs> magic comes with the cost. You can't just do things all willy-nilly. You see uh-huh. how he went crazy? Do uh-huh. you see that? Sure. Um, but again, that was to me a moment that'll look really good in the movies. Not so much. Oh, for movies, sure. That because, would look again, cool. Yeah. The art was a little weird. But in the movies, I think that would be something that would be amazing. You know, I had seen people. Rick Jones, sorry to cut you off, but I just have to talk about this really quick. Rick Jones annoyed the hell out of me in this book.
0: Yeah. Well, he kind of played like the whole kind of
1: conscious character, like, no, stop. But why (laughs) did he just keep walking into all of these situations? Like like in the middle of fights. (laughs) Literally, the Hulk and Sentry are like battling it out. He just like walks up, like, Hulk, don't do this. Sit down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, these are literally the most powerful things ever. (laughs) You may not want to get involved there. Did not enjoy him. Yeah, I've I've always found kind of the Hulk corner of characters just don't always do it for me. Um, So I'm hoping that maybe I can get into the Immortal Hulk and see what's going on with them there. Because this was fun, but this was just a, a showing of power. You know, yeah. just, just how powerful he is. Not too much story. It's a cool Which life. I did, like I said, I liked I liked the revenge aspect. I ain't gonna lie. I did like that because I they understand. all deserved it. <laughs> I they I, I they all deserved it. They all, like, needed the humbling. So I wasn't mad at that. But overall, this is just
1: like, this was just a showing of how powerful the Hulk is. Yeah. Some fun fights. Yeah. Again, if you are a Hulk fan and you like Hulk feats. This is the book for you.
0: And you wanted to see the Hulk whoop on Tony Stark and Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic. We also need the introduction
1: some... of um, Tom Foster in this book as well. Oh, that is his, yeah, yeah. Who is um, Bill Foster's nephew? Yeah, that was his nephew. Are they bringing him around now? Um, he was in the Giant Man miniseries that Oh, Leo okay. Did. That, that I actually oh. really enjoyed. Oh. Yeah, it's like the one Leah book I enjoy. Yeah, you already know how I feel about that, <laughs> 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 Oh, um, Yeah, but you know, I, so that was a fun little bit. He's a, I think, I'm really into characters who like get big, giant sized characters. I don't mm. know why. I think it's just- They should bring that cool power, power back way.
0: around. I'm sure that they're gonna do something with stature soon over in uh the young avengers
1: oh yeah most definitely so that was cool um and i also enjoyed some of the other civilians speaking out about the heroes and like how they've also hurt them like obviously tom Foster spoke out against iron man you had the one woman who spoke about Dr. Strange is like, he just invoked the power of the devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Like, hello, did y'all not
0: just see the fact that he just like, drank <laughs> let's shoot him potion? off in the space next. Uh,
1: <laughs> right. So that was cool. So yeah, the revenge aspect, it made sense. I got it. I was here for it. Yeah,
0: this, this would make a really great, like cool, fun action movie, which I think I saw people on online kind of saying they would like to see a World War Hulk movie done for the Hulk. Um, I think they tried to touch on this a little bit in Thor Ragnarok, though. I think yeah. they kind of used a little bit yeah. So that was really cool to kind of see that that they did really take a lot of those moments from the comics <laughs> and just yeah. put them on
1: the screen. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was dope. I, again, this is grade A and a big bombastic comic book event for sure. It does the job
0: all right so that was our first another reread i had a lot of fun Ooh. with this one uh because be it was sure. i haven't read this in a while <laughs> it was it was like wow what is going on what I, what a throwback yeah, and the hulk man i don't really get down with that but like this was it was fun at the end of the day it was fun
1: it was it's a fun book really uh, okay.
0: thanks for listening everybody um you can catch us on twitter at another relaunch Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can send us an email at another relaunch at gmail.com you can find me on twitter and other social media stuff out there at on un- kenny lz uh keenan where can they find you
1: you can find me on twitter at keenan lance with an underscore at the end and you can find me on instagram at million dollar madman you still you still ain't made them the same thing yet no i can't settle on a name i feel okay. like when i when i do it it's going to be a brand new name Okay, come on, relaunch. <laughs> okay, like let's talk about it, Keenan's relaunch. This is all right,
0: <laughs> I love it. All right, y'all, uh, check us out next week. Um, oh, and don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe us. We're on Apple Podcasts, um, mm-hmm. Spotify, all that, all that good stuff. So leave us a review, send us tweets, all that. We love it. Uh, uh, and you check you out next week.